For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back into hour number two of the program here on Wednesday. In the next hour, we will be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. But right now, it's all about you. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, which M in New Bedford has been hitting us up with some App Chat messages. Uh, I remember, this is what M says, I remember when Nintendo came out, Child World had all the games hung on hooks like action figures all around nine ninety nine a game. Such an exciting time when all that was available was Atari. And they must have had a, must have caught them on a good sale there, M, because uh, I think most games, when I started buying them, were around like 50 bucks. Sometimes you would have them that go on sale for like twenty nine ninety nine, and sometimes you had the games that were like nine ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine, things like that, but they were kind of the games that you didn't necessarily want. If you wanted the more popular titles, they were like closer to fifty bucks. Uh, but you know, you never know when you're gonna get a good game or a stinker. Unless you had Nintendo Power, the magazine, you didn't really get a chance to preview them. Or maybe you know they had a console, and eventually they did. Like most stores had like a a, a console that. You could play it, or at least they would be showing the games, and then you would have the glass case where all the games were in. And I remember I didn't get my Nintendo until Christmas of 1989. I've told the story before. So totally surprised. I thought I was never going to get one because my mom was against them. She said they ruined the TV. So I thought I would never get myself a Nintendo. And then Christmas of 89, there it was. It was like a Christmas story. You know, oh, what's that back there? And then we opened it up, and it was the NES. And so... Christmas is, of course, December 25th. My birthday is January 4th. So just a couple weeks later, it was my birthday. What do you want for your birthday? Well, I want a Nintendo game. And I could have picked out any game that I wanted. I think, like, Super Mario 3 was already out by that point, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another one of my favorite games of all time. All these games that I could have picked. And I picked Back to the Future because I'm... Such a big fan of the Back to the Future movies that I was like, oh, the game's got to be awesome, right? Because I love Back to the Future. The game's got to be a great game. Uh, It was not. But I was determined to beat it, and I've gotten to the DeLorean level once at the end of the game and failed to beat it, but um, still still tried. I have it on an emulator on my phone, and I have one of those controllers you can slap your phone into. And I still play it now and then. But it was it was made for the LJN Rock and Roller, which was a peripheral you could attach to the Nintendo. That was kind of like one of those, um, like that 
It was basically like you, you would measure you walking and moving side to side because in the game you, you walk and you ride a skateboard. Terrible peripheral, not a great game. But I'm still partial to it. I can hear the, the 8-bit music in my head that, by the way, didn't sound like the movie until you got till the end of the till you got to the DeLorean level. Then it had the, the Back to the Future theme. Uh, also, M says, smelling Hickory Farms, getting an orange Julius, and going to Child World near Tom McCann Shoes, the Dartmouth Mall's glory days. Those were the glory days. I loved, loved the different smells of the mall. Loved getting those Hickory Farms samples. Or when the food courts came in and they had the um, the Asian food, they would always have like the the little chicken samples you could have and all that stuff. I loved all that. I hated the mall as I got older. But as a kid, I thought it was the most interesting place in the world. Especially growing up, you know, with family in the Randolph area and living in the Randolph-Brockton area when I was younger, the Westgate Mall was such a place of wonders. I mean, the, the, the South Shore Plaza was even more so. Like, what do you mean two levels? Like, that that place blew my mind. But we didn't go there as often as we went to the Westgate Mall because the Westgate Mall had a Bradley's, and we shopped at Bradley's a lot. And I remember going in there. You'd, we always walked in the same entrance, right where the Mr. Donut was. So when you walked in, you would smell the fresh-baked donuts, the coffee rolls, the fresh-brewed coffee, and I don't care. Fight me on this if you want. Mr. Donut was way better than Duncan. Still say that to this day. There's a Mr. Donut sign at the Wareham Flea Market that if I had the money and the space, I would buy that. But you would smell Mr. Donut, and then you'd walk just a little bit further down that corridor, and you got to the tobacconist, the smoke shop, and you would have the smell of all the tobacco, which... You know, it smelled good. And it was, and they had those, those those statues in the window of all the 1930s and 40s stars, that, the little body and the big head. Do you remember those? My uncle had the set of the Three Stooges because he's a huge Three Stooges nut. I always wanted the Marx Brothers, but they were like 200 bucks a piece. And they would have like Betty Davis and W.C. Fields and all those. You'd see those in the case as a tobacconist. He sold those. God, I wish I had gotten those Marx Brothers ones. But anyway, and then you would walk into the main part of the mall and you would get hit with all kinds of other smells there. Woolworths had the, the, the lunch counter, the cafe. They had that still in the Westgate Mall. I think this is before there was, you know, the Cinnabon and the Auntie Anne's and all that stuff. I don't think they had those, but there were definitely other places in the mall that served food. I think there was a Brigham's maybe in there. So you, you, you were always getting inundated with all of these. And, of course, you know, you get your Hickory Farms. I got so many Hickory Farms things when I was younger. that I probably still have summer sausage in my cabinets that I haven't finished. And I probably could still eat them. They're probably still good. I think the expiration date was like 500 years after you bought it. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to chime in on any of that. But, yes, we've we've got some, some mall memories happening 
uh, for M in New Bedford and, and kicking off some for me as well. So we also talked about in the first hour last, uh, yesterday's election, the Ward 3 special election, which, again, the final tally was Sean Oliver had 414 votes and Carmen Amaral had 307 so that's what, 721 votes. 6.83% turnout. Obviously, the weather played a factor in that. But I also feel like that can be a convenient excuse as well. That people, I, I mean, I don't know what the... I don't have the ward by ward, I mean, the uh, precinct by precinct breakdown. So I don't know what the situation was in each area. I don't know how difficult it was to get to the area. I don't know what the makeup is of the particular neighborhoods for those precincts. I don't know if, you know, it really is a matter of people just didn't have a car or have transportation or couldn't couldn't walk themselves down to where it is. But I know that if you have, what's it, 9,600 registered voters and only 721 of them get out and vote, that's not... Those reasons and those rationales don't equate to 94% or 93% of the registered voters in the ward choosing not to take part in the election. The weather didn't keep 93% of registered voters away. So what is it? And why is it that we would have looked at 20, 25% and cheered? What is it that's keeping people from wanting to get out and have a say in their own future? I mean, uh, the people who listen to the station, I say all the time when we talk about voter turnout on the station, we're preaching to the choir. Because everybody that listens to the station is probably going out and exercising their right to vote. You get a few people here and there that say that they don't. But for the most part, people who are interested in in discussing this are interested in going out and exercising their right to vote. But what is it about the other people in your life that don't vote? What are the reasons that they tell you? The my vote doesn't make a difference excuse doesn't matter when you're talking about a ward race in the city of New Bedford, your vote absolutely does matter. First of all, it's a margin of victory of 107 votes. So your vote absolutely does matter. And secondly, you are electing the person that will directly represent you in city government, that you can have a relationship with, that you can have communication with, that you can discuss ideas and things with, So don't say that your vote doesn't matter because it does. It matters to the person that's running to represent you who wants to talk to you about those things. Neither Sean Oliver nor Carmen Amaral nor the other six, uh, five candidates that were eliminated in the preliminary, not one of them said, yeah, I just want to get elected and then I'll do what I think is best for the ward. They all said pretty much to a person that they were being elected to represent the people of the ward and that they would have communication with them about how they feel on issues to help them form their opinion and to help them form the decisions that they'll make. 
So not only will your vote matter, they want to make sure that your vote matters. So I think that that excuse has to go out the window, too. So we're chipping away at all of these reasons that people would have the 93% that chose not to go out and exercise this right. And, and, and I've got to think it boils down to, do you just not care? And I'll, I won't be one of those people that says, well, if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. Because, sure, you have a right to complain. You're still being governed, and you can complain about those that are governing you. But you can't say that you've done all that you can to change the situation if you haven't gone out and vote. 508-996-0500. I'd, I'd be interested in hearing why some people that didn't vote in Ward 3 yesterday chose not to. I mean, I think part of it is that they just know, some folks know that this is a race that will be revisited again in another eight months. Right? It's March now. So this is this is a race that will be revisited, a, a, a seat that will be up for grabs again. So maybe that led to them not wanting to vote in the special election. Maybe they looked out the window and they said, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll see what happens and then we'll worry about it in November. I can't imagine that's a person who is very engaged in what's going on in their community or else they would want to have a say for those eight months. But I don't get it. I don't get why it's 6.83%. I can't buy that it's just the weather. Sure, the weather was a factor, but you should be able to get 10% of the registered voters in the ward to at least come in an early vote. I don't know. I, I, I just scratch my head at it. And I keep scratching my head every time it happens. And I'm going to be scratching my head again in November when the turnout is low. And then maybe by the time that race is over, I won't have anything left on my head to scratch. You know, a barber once told me, a couple of barbers told me, but one, a barber once told me a long time ago when I was a kid, take my word for it, you will never be bald. If you saw my old Standard Times photo, that's because I used to intentionally shave my head. But he said, you will never be bald. You're going to have a full head of hair your entire life. I want to go back to that barber and tell him, you said that not knowing I would someday care about the New Bedford voter turnout in 2023. Because I may just scratch it all all off as I keep scratching my head at the low voter turnout again and again and again. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Yeah, am I on, Jim? You are. Yeah, just uh, a thought. First of all, you, you mentioned 9,600 uh, voters have won three. Are, they, are those the registered voters? Yes, I believe that's the number that I saw for registered voters. I mean, I voted, but I mean, I just was curious as to whether or not that was people in the ward or the people that were, you know, registered or not. I didn't understand that. Yep. Nope. Sorry. To, to be specific, that is the number of registered voters in Ward Three. Okay. I, I think, to be perfectly honest with you, I think people are fed up with with elections in general, based on the last few years, whether it's local, state. 
you know, on federal. I mean, people are just tired of it, I believe. You know what I mean? And, you know, all the negativity and the, the blaming and, and, and you can see it just at our level. I mean, in, in the city government level, we, we got a we got a city council and, and, and a mayor who all they do is clash. I mean, it, it's disheartening as a as a voter to see this. I mean, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that everybody should exercise their right to vote, but it, it just got to a point where I think people are getting disenfranchised with the whole process. When you listen to some of the conversations and the way they berate one another. Uh, it reminds me of the federal government where the Republicans and the Democrats are going at one another and nothing gets accomplished. You know what I mean? I just think people are fed up with it. I don't know. Right? No, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a good theory, and I think part of it is that. But I also, I mean, my, my counter to that, to people that feel that way, would be, you know, no, no place do you have an effect more than you do on your local elections, especially a ward election. So, you know, you, this, is, this is the place where you come out and you make that vote and you make that say of, I don't want to have this going on, and, and I'm going to exercise my right to vote to keep that from happening. So I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think people are look, looking at what's going on with the council, with the mayor and they're saying to themselves will it really matter which person i go in and vote if the council is just going to keep clashing with the administration yeah and, and i also think you know social media plays a big role in this now where years ago uh you know you had to the only way you could vote obviously was to get to the, get to the polls and vote but also you know everybody's so quick to look on their phones and and, and different things. I, I had one guy in uh, in the last I don't know how many years of people running for office of one three. I had one guy come knocking on my door. That was the guy who won yesterday. Uh, he did it in the in the primary where, he, and he also did it, you know, against this other uh, woman as well. So you know the old adage of one knock on doors and and that kind of stuff, putting up signs and. And, and, you know, and it paid dividends definitely for this guy. Because that's, to be perfectly honest with you, they were both qualified. But this guy took the extra time to knock on my door and speak to me. He got my vote. Yeah. You know, and, and they were both very similar in what they wanted to bring to the to the ward. Uh, so that, to me, that was a tiebreaker. But right. That, and, were, and you're right. I think for a lot of folks, that is a great edge when they can't make up their mind. It's who took the time to come to my door and speak Absolutely. to me face to face. Absolutely, and, and you know it goes to the point of whether people are just, you know, well, let me put it on Facebook and let me let me go through this and let me put it on, uh, you know, all these Instagrams and all this stuff as opposed to good old fashioned hard work. I mean, knocking on doors. It's it's no no offense to him, but I say all the time, you know, if Facebook elected people, Charlie Pay- Charlie Perry would be the mayor of New Bedford right now, because he had overwhelming support on social media, but it didn't translate to votes at the polls. And it doesn't, and that's what people have to understand. I mean, it's a it's it's, it's a platform, and it's it's you know people do you know go to it and and form opinions based on it, but I, I just think people, particularly in New Bedford, people are just fed up with the local politics and, and nothing gets done in terms of accomplishments. All you hear about is, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But honestly, outside, and, 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 the, and, the, and the big line they all use, and I've been a resident you know, all my life here, 
is they come back with you with constituent services. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, for, for the people who don't really know, that really much, they don't do much except maybe help you out with a sidewalk or, 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 or things of that nature. When it comes to constituent services, there's not a heck of a lot they can do except to call DPI when you need something or you know, call this other department when you need a tree something removed or planted or, you know, things of that nature. But it's small, small issues that they really have an oversight on. Uh, and, and, and as far as the budget goes, you know, if, if you've ever watched the budget proceedings, you'll see that they, they attempt to make some cuts. Uh, but, you know, they all, at the, at the very end, they all go along to get along, and, and you know the taxes keep rising, and you know, that, and then just a, a prime example was just recently with with trying to get those three people that kind of a raise. Mm-hmm. I mean, people haven't got that kind of a raise for 15 years, never mind in one year. You know, the, the, the general public usually gets a two to three percent raise, and here they are we're going to give these people twenty five, fifty thousand dollars a raise to even. To even consider that, it, it, it turns me off about local government because I don't know how you can go to bed at night and, and justify even coming up with that kind of a, a, an answer and, and go back to the general public and say, well, we reviewed it, we reviewed it. Well, obviously, you're, you're on some other planet because nobody gives those kind of raises to anybody. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think these are all things that are going through people's heads, and they will be again this November. I, I just got to hold you there because I got to take a break, but thank you for the call. You're welcome. Have a good day. And uh, we can take more of your calls at 508 996 0500. But right now, I do have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Wake up each day with the. Julius, I, I actually was more partial to the pineapple Julius myself, but the orange was also really, really good. You might have heard that song, Peter Wolf, Lights Out. Uh, let's see, uh, take a look at App Chat here on the WBSM app, which is brought to us by our friends at South Coast Towing. Thanks to them for providing us with all of the great options we have on the uh, WBSM app for you, including the ability to send us messages here in the studio. Answered 7 and a cushion, it says... I disagree. If you don't vote, you should not complain if things are bad because you didn't vote for anyone to complain. That's just what I think. And I, I understand that position, too. But I I think that people just want to vent about things. And, and I will never I'll never cut somebody off from that venting to say, well, but did you vote? I think that, you know, for the most part, I just assume that people have. And and, and that's maybe that's naive of me to think. But I just assume that they have if they're if they're engaged enough to be able to vote. I mean, there were so many, you know, memes that I saw going around 
social media over the last few years regarding things in politics. And I've said to myself, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're, they're not informed enough. They're just sharing a meme. If they knew the story behind it, they knew what they were talking about, they would realize that that meme isn't true. And But I, I always assume that if the person was that engaged, they, they should vote, right? But, but maybe not. Uh, one other thing, too, in that last call I mentioned, I said, you know, that um, I said uh, if Facebook was voting that, that Charlie Perry would be the mayor of New Bedford right now because there was such overwhelming support for him on social media, but it didn't translate into votes. And and that's not to that's not to disparage him in any way. That's just looking at the way that, you know, that audience had been pushing for him, but that it didn't it didn't translate the people who were. I doubt that all the people that were pushing for him on social media actually got up and went out and voted in that election. But I do see it can work both ways. Now, if you look at somebody like Councilor-at-Large Ian Abreu, he's somebody who is very responsive on social media. People are always tagging him when there's issues. He gets back to them. Uh, If you tag him in something, he's going to reply or respond uh, if you send him a message, he's going to reply or respond. So he's used that tool very effectively, again, for, as we were saying, constituent services. And he was the top vote getter in the election. So I think that that does, that, that, that does have some translation, but I also don't think that that's the only thing that he does that shows people that he's worth voting for. So it can be, social media can be a tool for it, but it shouldn't be the only tool for it. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of restaurants to talk about Mary's favorite topic. There's a lot of restaurants that think that they can just get by by having a Facebook page and by not having a website. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a, a restaurant, tried to go to a restaurant's website to get their menu, whether it be something I'm talking about here or something I'm writing about or a place that I actually want to go to, and they don't have a menu online. And then I go to their Facebook page. And they don't. They have like pictures of their menu from two years ago, so it's probably not the same. And the there's a mindset of, well, I don't need a website because that's just money I'm spending every month for something that doesn't do anything for me. But it does. It keeps you in the top of the search engines. It makes it so that when people are looking for Portuguese food in New Bedford, and then then your restaurant shows up and becomes ranked more than your competitors. And it gives you the chance to have information out there, like there's, like you know, share the story of your restaurant, share photos, share the menu. It's it's another way of doing it. Not everybody has Facebook, and not everybody wants to go to a Facebook page. I know I run a radio show where you know we would talk about the Facebook group that everybody can come in and join. It was a public Facebook group. You didn't even have to have Facebook to be able to see it. You need a Facebook to comment, but you could look at it without having a, a Facebook account. And so many listeners are like, I'm not on Facebook. I refuse to join Facebook. You need to have something else besides Facebook. So utilizing that comparison, you know, it, just just that isn't enough. There's more to it. As the caller was saying, just being on social media isn't enough to get you elected. You have to go out and knock on those doors. They have to see you in person. Uh, and, I, and, you know, I think that um, both candidates in the Ward 3 election, they showed up at different things. They talk to people. Sean Oliver probably has the edge on knocking on doors, and and that might have proved to be the difference in the end. But you're going to have to work for a vote in New Bedford. I don't think there's any doubt in that. 
if you want to win an election, you're going to have to put in work. And I think you would look at Sean's performance, again, not thrilled about the numbers, but I think you would look at what he did and say, there's the blueprint. You want to get elected first time out. Nobody really knew anything about him. That worked as an advantage in some cases, worked as a disadvantage in other cases. You know, people are excited about a newcomer, but they also don't know that much about you. But he was able to get out there and give people his message, let them know what he was all about, and and it paid off. And I think that's how it has to be done. I know it's the 21st century, and I love all the 21st century tools that we have. But that handshake at the door, that five-minute conversation, still matters to people. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on the WBSM app if you want to uh, chime in on that. Let me take my next break and we'll be back in a few moments. The local talk doesn't... in. You know, I was talking before about getting up on Saturday mornings and, and watching WWF wrestling. And that was that was the theme song to, oh, I forget which show it was, if it was Wrestling Challenge or Superstars of Wrestling, but it was one of those Saturday morning syndicated ones with the WWF and it starts off, it's, if I remember correctly, and I, I, I think you can see the open on YouTube, but it was like this... Um, like a cartoonish version, kind of like stylized image of Hulk Hogan, like walking down to the ring, like crossing himself and walking down to the ring to the, uh, to the tune of Animotion's obsession, which, Hey, it was kind of my obsession. I can't argue it. That's back in the days before real American too. When Hulk Hogan came down to the ring to, do you remember what song he came down to the ring to before he had I Am A Real American, the Rick Derringer song, which by the way, wasn't written for him. That was actually on the wrestling album as the song for the USA Express, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham, Mike Rotundo, who is now the father of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. But anyway, that song was written for them, the US Express, who I think were the tag champs at the time. And there was a different theme that was written for Hulk Hogan, but he liked that song, so he he took it. But his first theme song before that was he would come down to Eye of the Tiger because he was in Rocky Three. Anyway, there you go. There's your useless wrestling facts of the day. Uh, if you want to call in and talk about things that are more important, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on the WBSM app. Uh, we will talk with Mayor Mitchell coming up at the 11 o'clock hour. We will discuss the Ward 3 election. We will discuss the city council. We'll talk about those hiring bonuses for new police officers, uh, which, by the way, tomorrow we'll be joined by the police department to talk about what's coming up with the, um, the, the, the program they're running to get you ready for the civil service exam. So we'll talk about that tomorrow with them. And then also uh, with the mayor, we'll talk about the new proposed North End School. So that'll be part of the discussion as well. And, uh, and we'll talk about, you know, why 
Why wasn't there a parking ban in New Bedford yesterday? Schools were canceled. Other towns had parking bans. Why didn't New Bedford have a parking ban? So we'll find out why. I didn't hear too many people complaining about it, though, right? (laughs) Too many people that weren't complaining about not getting their car towed because they can't follow the simple rules of the parking ban. And then also, I haven't heard from a lot of people. I saw a lot of comments on social media yesterday about what a great job was done clearing the roads, making it so people could get to work. Even this morning, things were a little bit icy, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of complaints that I heard. And looking outside now, you know, the snow is melting already. It's going to rain later. That'll probably wash what's left away. And we can get into March. I don't think we're coming in so much like a lion. Hopefully we stay like a lamb throughout the entire month. Also, I did just find out from somebody, which is pretty good news. I did get the okay for some photos that they have of King's Castle Land. So that'll be helpful in putting together that article. But again, if you have any photos from your own personal collection that you can share, or maybe some King's Castle Land memories you want to share, send them on over to me, either Tim at WBSM.com Or you can send them via app chat on the WBSM app. Or you can send them with the send audio video button, uh, uh, which also allows you to send photos on the WBSM app as well. And just let me know, you know, your name and who I should credit if I use the photo. Because I definitely want to have some good memories of King's Castle in because mine are fuzzy. I can't remember how old I was when I last went there, but I probably, I mean, see, you would think to yourself, why would a 10 or a 12 year old kid go to a place like King's Castle Inn? You're probably a little bit outgrown it by that point, but I have four siblings who were, were all close in age. I think my sister Jamie is three years younger than me. My sister Patty is a year younger than her. My brother Mike is a year younger than her. And my sister Carrie is a year younger than him. So my my, my parents were busy for a number of years. And, and so if uh, we went somewhere that was more geared toward the little kids, hey, I went along too. But I still have fuzzy memories of King's Castle Land. I know I went multiple times. 508 You're next on WBSM. Uh, good morning. I would like to ask if um, Mayor Mitchell could talk about the the closing of Buttonwood Seniors. Sure. We can have program today with you. Yeah, we can ask him. Or if you want to call back, too, while he's taking phone calls, we can do that, too. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to um, have him discuss that publicly with people instead of just closing it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll bring it up. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Have a good day. I'll listen. All right. Bye. And uh, we will we will start that off. So, Mayor Mitchell, I know you're probably in the car on your way here listening. So, re- remind me to bring that up when you when uh, when you come in. We'll discuss it. Why don't I take my final break of the hour though, so we can get that out of the way, and then we'll be back with more with you on the other side. Vote. 
Welcome back in. Uh, you know, you probably didn't have too blue of a Monday, but maybe you had a rough Tuesday. And maybe you're having a little bit of a rough Wednesday after you realized, hey, wait a minute. I've got leaky doors or windows in my home. Now that we've had some actual winter weather, I've realized it's worse than I thought that it was. Well, then you need to call Precision Window and Kitchen because they are big enough to handle those big jobs. They can come and they can replace every window in your home. They can give you brand new entry doors. They can fully remodel your kitchen or your bath. But what they can also do is those small jobs that other other people look at and say, uh, yeah, no, you, we'll come and we'll do all your windows. I don't think we want to just come and replace that. Or we'll replace the whole window. We don't want to just do that pane of glass. But Precision will do all of that and more. They've been doing it for over 35 years, so they know how to do it better than anybody. They will come to your house if you need some new uh, insulation put around that door. If you need a pane of glass replaced or a broken screen, a ripped screen replaced, they'll do it. They can take that part. They can go back to their to their showroom and, and, and their workshop there. They can get it all done. They can bring it back to your home, and they can reinstall it so that it's done correctly. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to break it again when you try to put it back in. They're going to do that for you so that they can make sure that the job is done right. No job is too big. No job is too small. They are willing to do it all. Precision Window and Kitchen is located at 1111 Acushioned Avenue in New Bedford. If you want to stop by, see some of the products they work with, talk to them there. Or you can just give them a call at 508-990-3576. That's 508-990-3576. Or visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Once again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They'll do the jobs that nobody else will do. And they'll do them better than anyone. All right. Well, we are just about out of time for this hour. When we come back on the other side of the news, New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell will be with us. We'll talk about a number of different issues happening around the city over the course of the past week. And we'll take your phone calls as well at 508-996-0500. We'll also take your app chat messages. Uh, Mr. M in New Bedford sent in a message saying, Tim, I am all for parking bans, but when there is a parking ban and the plow drivers do not push the snow all the way to the curb with a parking ban, is they will leave five or six feet from the curb. I don't understand why I have a parking ban then. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not an exact science, but that's the biggest problem is when you are moving the snow, where do you move it? And how do you put it in a place where, you know, it's it's not going to impact, you know, you don't want to have these giant mounds of snow that are going to take up a parking space and take forever uh, to melt again. So we'll talk about parking bans and other things with the mayor uh, coming up after the news. A reminder, too, for you that if you don't normally listen to South Coast tonight, tune in tonight because Mayor Mitchell will be back again this evening joining Chris and Marcus here in the studio to talk about some other things. So whatever you hear him talk about here, they usually don't talk about the same thing on south coast tonight they get more in depth than some other topics and without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.